90% of people who launch a podcast stop before they reach the one-year mark of their show. And one of the primary reasons is that they stop podcasting was actually due to stress caused from a lack of organization and systems. And so that's why I want to chat with Alex Sanfilippo of Pod Pros and Podcast SOP to share tips on streamlining your podcast process. <laughs> Howdy, welcome to the Leverage Your Podcast Show. I'm your host, Lindsay Phillips of smoothbusinesspodcasting.com. My goal is to help you leverage podcasting to skyrocket your visibility, authority, and business by sharing insider secrets from podcast industry experts who have created a successful business through podcasting. So let's take a listen to our chat. Hey, I have Alex Sanfilippo with me with gosh, how many companies do you have now? <laughs> Pod now <Match>. just one. <laughs> Podcast SOP. And of course you're the host of what was called creating a brand. And now it's called podcasting made simple. So excited about that change and checking it out. And this honestly is one of my favorite topics because we were talking beforehand. I am so like anal. I like to be organized and I am like, everyone has to have a project management tool of some kind. And as you know, Alex, when you're podcasting, there's like a bazillion tasks and they all have to be timed. So, and it can be really overwhelming, especially when you're new at podcasting, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it when I first got started, I had sticky notes everywhere. And then my <laughs> wife started helping me and she had like a laminated piece of paper that she was checking off and erasing when it was time. And then I started using whiteboards and then I was like, Excel is great. Yes. And it was, it was a nightmare though. <laughs> it can be. And I love how you've pulled people to see like how that minutia and how kind of being overwhelmed can actually affect your podcast. Yeah. That, 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 I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a really important thing because I wasn't sure why so many people stopped their podcast. And yeah. obviously there's a few reasons, like one of which is maybe the unrealistic expectation of what's going to come from it from a monetization totally. standpoint. I'd say that's the big one. So people assume they're going to become millionaires overnight or become some sort of celebrity, right? And like, I, I don't know, there's a lot of stuff around that. Not, we don't even need to get into that. But a more realistic thing that I found is that people said it was really stressful. Yeah. And I was like, well, what's stressful about podcasting? And it was not the podcast itself, it was the disorganization that comes in the back end of it. Because you know this on your side of the mic versus my side of the mic right now, what you have to do after this is done is a lot more than what I'm doing on my side. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I leave, I share stuff when you send it to me, right? Like I'll tell my audience about it. But other than that, I'm kind of washing my hands of it, but you've got hours of work to do oh, yeah. after this. And if I'm a guest who just rants for two hours, like I'm looking at the clock already, right? If I rant for two hours, then you got to find a way to condense that down to a size that your audience is actually going to one, learn from, but two, also be able to like digest, right? And not be too much. There's a lot that goes into it. And I, I'll admit it can be stressful if you're disorganized with the way that you're launching your episodes. Absolutely. And like you said, like people are, you know, they're just too stressed out or, for me, I find like, if you don't have a system, it's so easy to become inconsistent, not only with a, how often you're going to be podcasting uh, and putting out episodes, but even the promotion end of things like that's its own ball of wax, let alone just producing right. a podcast. Yeah. I, I've found the same thing when I, again, when I first got started, all the, the sticky notes were yeah. the process for the podcast. And then the whiteboard was for social media. And I was like, this is a nightmare. What is happening here? <laughs> I know. And on your site, I noticed there was a stat saying that 90% of people who launch a podcast 
stop before they reach the one year mark of their show. I was like, holy crap. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's sad because here's here's why I find it sad because for me, I have just devoted my life. You, you mentioned how many companies I have. We have it all under one parent company now. So we just yeah. call it Pod Pros and we have everything under that. So we could stream on the social media, the podcast can be Perfect. part of it. Anyway, all that was the idea. But when I got into this, and this is the what I do full time, all my time is devoted to this. I found it really sad that 90% of people aren't podcasting a year later after starting because you know that they start because they're passionate. They had some purpose yeah. they wanted it to serve. And I believe that the best way the world is getting served through content right now is through podcasts, through the independent podcast host, not the person who's part of a giant network or anything like that, or a celebrity already, mm -hmm. but the person with that individual voice can actually serve somebody. And when I see that stop, that, that, that hurts. Like I, I'm sad. Like I, yeah. I wish that wouldn't happen. So I've just devoted my time to finding ways to maybe make it instead of uh, a 90% failure rate, maybe it's an 89%, right? Like I want to just help that. Any bit helps. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. And it is a long-term game, right? Like I remember yes. when I first started podcasting, it honestly might've not even been a, until a year later that people were like, oh my God, you're everywhere. I love your show. Or people were starting to come to me to be on the show and that kind of thing. So it, like I stuck, stuck it out. And then I felt like the effects of it and the business growth and that kind of thing. So I do want to stress to people like stick it out, man. Um, and of course, you're going to tell us some steps to streamlining the podcast process. And I know you've got podcast SOP to help do that. If you can share maybe some tips on like, what do people do wrong? And how can they fix it? Yeah, sure. And, and I'll start off there. Um, and I do want to mention something, actually, if you don't mind, Lindsay, I'd love to ask yeah. you a question real quick. Uh, leverage your podcast, which is what this is all about, right? Like how, how you can leverage it for business, stuff like that. When I went to your website, uh, smoothbusinesspodcasting.com and was just like looking around, listening to some episodes. You do a killer job with the blog Aww. post. You've got all forms of content. Like I could learn a lot from that. Like just really impressed. Did you start off doing all that? Or is that thing that you learned and grew into when you launched your podcast? Definitely grew into it. I was, that's very sweet of you to say. Um, I used to be in the VA business and then it was content marketing. And then I just loved the power of podcasting. And I'm like, to me, I'm like, a podcast can be your content marketing strategy, right? Like you don't need to do everything. Um, and I just, I love teaching and I love learning. Um, so yeah, it just kind of, I don't know. It's just me. I love to do it. And I love helping other people. Cause I remember being way back when you're like, oh my God, trying to figure it all out. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. painful. <laughs> Well, you do a really good job. You're a good host. I don't oh, know how so many sweet. people listen to leverage your podcast, but I think it should be about double whatever the number is, right? Like you do a really good job, <laughs> but I, I bring that That's up because good. it serves a point here. If I'm just getting started, I'm day one. I'm like, let me look at what leverage your podcast is doing. I'm going to see all these things that you do, which is phenomenal. You have built a great system around it, but I'm instantly feeling like I have to do all of those things. If I'm comparing myself to where you're at. So the first thing I always tell anybody who's getting into podcasting, like the first thing with having a strategy is have your own. Don't look at someone else's year 20 and yeah. compare your day one to, so to like to, to that, right? right? If you compare those two things together, you're always going to lose. That's an uphill battle that you can't win. But what you should do is not look at the great podcasters out there. Mm -hmm. Say, hey, what is my audience need? Like what message do I have that can serve a certain group of people? How can I do that in the simplest, most minimum viable way possible? How can I just get this out and in front of them? And to me, that's where everything has to start because you're automatically going to take the pressure off yourself to, to do yeah. what you're doing with Leverage Your Podcast. And yes, I do think people should aspire to eventually become that. But day one, the most important thing is pressing record in front of a mic and sharing that to the world, however that might be. 
Yeah. And you have to start somewhere, right? There's so many pieces to whether it's the producing, there's so many things you can do, like use the video portion or like different ways of promoting, but it's like, okay, you have to start somewhere and then you can kind of like build on it. Right. Yeah. And I may have taken us off track with there. I just think it's, it's all a really good. Important point. I'm just here um, to have a conversation and right? help people. <laughs> good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, bring me back with another question that you want to continue diving down or I'll continue going down this rabbit hole all day. So. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So when you, I guess when you built podcast SOP, um, a, maybe explain it a little bit more in detail of what that is, what was your vision for it? And, um, yeah, like what, what have you built into that to help people? Sure. Yeah. So podcast SOP, first off, the SOP stands for standard operating procedures, which once you and I know that, and probably yes. most of the listeners of this podcast, it's my middle name, well, <laughs> right? <laughs> nice. That's good. I wish you were my middle name. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah. So it's standard operating procedures. So it's just the standard way that you are actually doing the same form of content or task or whatever it might be. And the idea was, can we just help podcast hosts standardize their practice that they're doing every single time? Now, like I said, you don't go look at what Lindsay's doing with leverage your podcast. Yeah. You say, here's what I need to do. So here's my first 10 steps. And eventually it might turn into 12. It might turn into 15, mm -hmm. might turn into 20. Uh, I'm up to 41 different tasks. But when I started, it Holy was 18, crap. I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of them are micro, right? They're not, yeah, it's not yeah. a lot. It's like, send this to this person, done, check. Like, I just like checking things off a box too. So anyway, podcast SOP, we built it just like that. Here was one of the issues we found is when a podcaster was stressed and it was because of the production that's going into it. And I'd say, hey, here's Asana, here's Trello, here's Basecamp, here's any of these other tools. If they weren't already familiar with those project management systems, as great as they are, mm. I just gave them something that does 20,000 different things. So if I'm already stressed out and you say, here, go learn this as well, the overwhelm just goes to oh. the roof. And every single time they'd be like, you know what? I just can't do this. Every single time I, I got the same reaction. And I was like, you know what? we need a, a different solution. Like I can't just keep on sending people here to basically confirming that what they're feeling is true, that they can't do it. So with podcast SOP, all it does is help people release podcast episodes. There is no CRM tied into mm -hmm. it. There's no extra features. All it does is say, hey, click here when you have a new episode, they click it, it generates their pre-created checklist of all the things they do. It adds due dates, it tags their team members, they can comment, they can exchange files and they can modify the template or they can use one of our, uh, templates it from our gallery. So the whole idea is just, can we literally press a button and it does what they need for them? It's It's got very few things that it does. And some people are like, well, that's not a good selling point, Alex, but I think it is because keeps all it helps focused. you do, keeps you focused, helps you release episodes. And that's why we created this. That's awesome. And I love how you have templates built in because then you can see certain frameworks, A, of what's possible, but even what the basic foundational pieces are that you need to check off after every episode. And then so you can like scale it down to what you need now. But you can, again, like you said, you've got like, you know, a bazillion tasks. You, as you grow and have more team members, especially that take on different parts of it, that you can expand on it and grow. So, and I love that you can see other people's templates in there, like the ones that you have, because it, it, it gets your mind going of how you want to structure it. Like, oh, yeah. I don't like this, but yeah. I like this. Whereas like, if you're starting from scratch, you're like, I don't even know where to start. Yeah, we're going to be adding more templates. We only have a mm. handful of them right now. But the thing is, so people can't see yours. So like you can't go in and just access right, all right. that stuff. But we have a gallery of people who said, yeah, show them ours. Like uh, one is Kelly Roach and she has a massive Love marketing her. podcast. Yeah, she's great. And I learned a lot from that one. But what you do, like what I did is I actually added to my podcast 
And then I just modified the things I didn't like. Cause yeah. once you add it to yours, it's yours to modify. So I was just like, you know what? I don't do all this. She does like a lot of TikTok stuff. I don't do any of that right now. So I'm like, I'm just going to take that off and not mess with it. So I just yeah, pull yeah. all that away not for yet. now. <laughs> but yeah, it gives you the chance to have start from something. So if you're somebody who's brand new and just feeling overwhelmed, at least you have a, a starting point. You can watch the video of the person explaining what they do, which helps a lot. Or mm -hmm. if you've already got everything written down like I did on 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 different sticky notes, whiteboards, uh, paper that you could erase on type of thing, right? Like just bring it all together in one place and then you've got it really organized and you just put it in the right order of what you're doing. And yeah. yeah, you add things over time. So for me, I add things when I find a friction area, which you and I know yes. a thing or two about that, right? Like you find the area of friction. So like, okay, we get to task number 16 and every single time the whole team starts going into slack asking questions we need to add a new 16 or something above that right yeah it basically says hey alex send Lindsay this so she can put it on leverage your podcast it's simple it's a simple check but guess what the questions are now gone removing friction is a really important part of building a proper sop for releasing podcast episodes or any form of content for that matter you raise a great point and that i think is that sops are living things. They grow, they morph, yes. they change. It's not like you set it up once and forget it because like you said, things come up where you're like, it breaks or it slips through the crack and you're like, okay, you know, don't yell at the person, but like, how can I change the SOP that's going to prevent it from happening again in the future? Or that's just going to make everyone's life easier. Yeah. I mean, doing that has just become to me, it's a joy to identify those things because it makes my life easier. And then the day, if, if someone is listening to that, that they're going to launch a podcast or they're wanting to leverage their podcast, like, like you could talk about in like a bigger, meaning, more meaningful way, what's important to do is free up your time so you can do what matters most. This conversation Lindsay and I are having is far more important than all the work she does afterwards in the administration. The more energy she can put into this, the better it is for mm -hmm. the listeners. The listeners to this podcast, and all due respect, they don't necessarily care how long it took you to edit it, right? Yeah. Like they just, they want the final product because that's what yeah. serves them. And that's what you want as well. So any podcast host out there has to be thinking about how can I as quickly as possible get everything organized, remove the stress so that when I'm in an interview, I can be there fully present for my audience and for my guest. When you can really get that answer correctly, I believe that's when you make a really impactful and powerful show. Yeah, I agree. And the more seamless it is, the more like, people can tell on the other end. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Someone can be like, that's unraveling a little bit <laughs> or it's not consistent. <laughs> um, so in regards to like the processes, um, maybe kind of give people an idea of like, what are those processes? Like to me, I know because I live it and same with yourself, but like, because there's like before the podcast goes live, like the production, like can you kind of help paint a picture of like what that even looks like? Yeah, sure. And and here's the thing. I don't have the proper terminology. I do not have a background in this. I picked up a mic one day and started talking and thankfully people started listening, but I don't have like a proper background. So there, there are proper terms for what I'm saying, but basically I look at the, all the pre-production. So yeah. before the guest comes out, right? So for me, the very first thing I have on there is identify the guest. Like I need to identify the guest on the topic that I'm looking for. Yeah. So I think about my audience. What do they want? I find that person. After that, I, if they have a book, I'm going to read their book. I always make sure I read their, their book before I have them on the show. If it's something I'm going to talk about, I go listen to them on other shows. I go find, you know, do all this information, all pre-production. Then there's also the pre-administration. So it's like right on like that, saying the calendar invite, setting all that up. And in SOP, we have links to all those things, make it just really fast. Like click here. Oh, that is better. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. It's just to, again, streamline it. So I have all my pre-production. Then you get into the actual production itself, which is having the interview is the first one of those, right? Like interview. <laughs> Is literally what we put down. And then from there, it's 
identify who needs to edit, identify who needs to reach back out, all mm-hmm. those things. And then the, the post, like after everything, um, is, is again, like the editing, getting all the, the things together. And then we have like the actual, um, for the audience. So we have the actual episode getting posted. We have all the yeah. assets that go on social media. So I kind of break it down into those categories, but it's just really important to make sure that anything you are doing, you're writing down, but keep it organized in those buckets and keep yeah. the main thing, the main thing. So like start off, if you're like, this seems overwhelming, write down the 10 most important things you do. Find the guest, right? If you're doing an interview, yeah. actually press record, uh, edit if you need to, and then publish it. Like you could narrow it down to four simple things. Totally. Yeah, I, I don't recommend using a software if you do that. Put it on a piece of paper, you know. But the thing is, you're going to expand that. But to me, that's kind of the starting point is just figuring out the overall framework what you're doing, and it's a little bit different yeah. for each of us. That is so true. And for me, I find breaking it down into stages helps it not feel as overwhelming, and especially for my team. And I even label things like pre, you know, pre live date, post live hmm. publishing, oh, you know, nice. promo in caps so that it's like, I don't know, just visually, I can kind of like mentally break it down. Um, I knew I yeah, could learn from it, you, by the way, that sounds cool. I need to, I, I'm like, want to take notes. <laughs> I'm going to go back and re-listen to this so I can uh, write some notes about what you just said. Color I, code I need it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I like to color code. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now I know also in, um, podcast SOP, you have checklists as well. So maybe you can touch upon some of the, you know, the other features that you have that'll help people. Yeah. So when you do create the new episode and you identify those different steps, the whole thing is actually presented to you in checklist form. So we have our card, which is the episode. And then we open that card. It has the individual, individual tax tasks that you can check off along the way. When you check them off, you can make them disappear if you want, or you can still see them there. They're just kind of grayed out. When you assign people, it's, it's up to that person to check it off and comment back and forth. I really like the fact of setting due dates. So for me, when I set a, because the whole thing is triggered by a release date. So ultimately it's like, okay, when you figure out the release date, you add it. And I can say certain things, this needs to be done 14 days before release. Yeah. But when it hits, there's 13 days left, it's not done. The whole, that task turns red. And if it's got my name on or somebody else's, all of us can see it and be like, hey, comment, someone's got to go do something here. But the, I, I don't, maybe not everyone's like this. I love checking off a list. I mean, it's been proven, it does something mentally. It's like you are actually achieving something. So if I didn't have a checklist, it was just something you just like made it disappear. That wouldn't be as fun as check, 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 right? Yeah. Going through it. Um, so that's the way we built that out. But uh, yeah, the whole idea, once again, is just to keep the workflow really simple. It doesn't do a whole lot because the idea is just let's get you to that episode being released without any yeah. stress involved. You can open up any point and look at the checks and the ones that aren't checked to see exactly where we got in the process. Yeah, I totally agree. And checking things off is like the best feeling ever. Isn't it? <laughs> it motivates you to do more and be consistent and keep on going and like you're succeeding. Um, Lindsay, I got a personal question real quick. I hope this yeah. is okay. Do you ever write something down that you've already done just so you can check it off? <laughs> it's a real question. That is a real question. I don't think I have. Oh my that. gosh. No. Okay. So I do that. Sometimes I'll have, you're hilarious and I will write it down and check it off a list because I'm like, I did it and I want it written down. So, cause I, I keep this little, <laughs> this little notepad right here. Of my, and my things see, I, I have my notepad and I do things and check it off of my notes. I hope I didn't just encourage you to have the bad behavior that I do of writing something down <laughs> so you can check it off after you've already done it. But anyway, no, but sorry, I, I digress. still equally feel proud of myself for good, when I'm good. like, yes, that's done. I've crossed it off. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I know my husband laughs at me. He's like, what does he say? You're your, your own best cheerleader, aren't you? I'm like, damn, Skippy. I can pat myself on the back. No one else is gonna. (laughs) Right. That's so good. 
That's awesome. Um, so what have you learned like when you've created podcast SOP or, I mean, you've done your own podcast, like when it comes to processes and streamlining and kind of getting out of that lane of overwhelm, like what have you learned along the way? Yeah. Something that's been, first off, I learned that people stay in podcasting longer. We've actually proven that. So when we launch this, the people that are using it, they are actually staying in podcasting Sweet. longer. So we will see more people reach a year, which makes me really proud. Like that yeah. was the ultimate focus of it. For me personally, something I learned about this because I do love process and not everyone does naturally. No. I for a little bit had to relearn that I have to go back and remember why I'm doing this in the first place. Mm. Don't create process just to create process. Like what is the purpose of what we're doing? And I think that many of us, when we start building a process, we overcomplicate it really fast and so lose true. focus of why we are doing it in the first place. So for me, it's always returning to the why of, I want to impact these listeners in this way. And is what I'm putting on this, this list, even though it's a great system, is this actually beneficial to them? Is it helping them? And if it's a no, sometimes I have to be willing to just say, you know what, this is cool that we do this, but we need to go ahead and remove it from our process. And mm -hmm. so I think that for me, the biggest thing I've learned is just going back to remember the reason for doing it in the first yeah. place. And that's good. And I, I like what you said there, because I haven't actually done that myself where I like overcomplicated it. And I was actually tripping up my team member. I'm like, what's well, all there? It's all spelled out. Darn it. Like, why are you getting this? And then I'm like, okay, Lindsay, maybe you just need to simplify it. So I like took it all and made it one task to simplify. And for whatever reason, they're like, okay, I get it now. I'm like, yay. <laughs> So it's like, sometimes you can stand in your own way and overcomplicate it. It's like, oh my gosh. You know, one good way to make sure that you, you don't fall into this too much is on your SOP or on whatever you end up using, right? On one of the tasks, make it to engage with your podcast listeners. So the community around it, yeah. like make that one a task. So it's always reminding you, oh, I need to go mm. in our Facebook group or whatever I use, like mighty networks, like whatever it is that you use, go connect with them. And obviously we don't have time to get into that, but I, I want to just reference one of your episodes, actually, Lindsay, you have one that you did with Chris Cremensos about how community can grow your podcast. Mm -hmm. It was posted on January 5th with a, a mutual friend, Chris Cremensos. I recommend Dang, everybody, <laughs> I, I recommend everybody go back and listen to that episode. Aww. I just listened to it. So I, that, I, my memory is okay, but um, go back and listen to that because it'll really help you along the lines of keeping your mindset right with the community of people that yeah. are listening. Really a good episode. You did a great job with that one. Oh, thank you. I know. And pod, that's why I love communities is like pod fam, podcast, you know, pod fest. Yeah. Oh my God. Pod fast. Um, they're so family oriented and yes. like, it sounds corny, but it's true. It's like everyone helps each other out. And, yep. um, and like for you, you're starting to do these, um, events, you know, pulling different, uh, experts together and teaching other podcasters. And it's like, you know, we're not in competition with each other. We're all together in this industry. And I love that you're taking a step to be a leader in the industry and create those events. Well, actually, why don't you mention your events? I know you said you're quarterly, so the timing may not be right for the one that's coming up, but um, obviously you're going to have more. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every quarter is the idea. And this is our yeah. first one. We were just talking about before we hit record that, uh, uh, you know, that, that it's, it's kind of, a, it's a big move, like trying yeah. something brand new, but uh, so we'll see how this first one goes, but by the time people hear this, maybe it'll be into the next one, right. Whenever it yeah. might be, but um. Either way, we're just going to do them all quarterly and everything we do is at podpros.com. Like that is our websites, our hub. You can yeah. find literally, I think it says attend and you'll see it there. But the idea is just, can we continue to help podcast guests and also hosts on that one? So it's like both sides. Like we want to make yeah. sure both sides of the puzzle are really being helped because that's, that's our passion is to get those, those conversations out to the world and keep that coming. 
Yeah. I love that. And, um, yeah, I just, I'm happy to share any of that. I love when people are teaching and connecting, you know, podcast industry people and entrepreneurs. I mean, that's what it's all about. And that's part of the reason why I like podcasting. You get to right. meet like the coolest people. And even like on the other side of the world, some have had like, they're still friends. Um, yeah. I did not expect that when I started podcasting, I have to say. Yeah, me, me neither. I came from a very cutthroat industry. Aerospace is where I was at. And even the person sitting next to you who was on the same company, they, yeah. they liked you, but they'd also, they'd, they'd throw you under the bus as soon as they could if you're getting ahead a little bit. So, um, and not to talk bad about it, I loved my time in aerospace and the people I worked with were fantastic. It was just the the culture of the entire mm-hmm. industry. So I moved into podcasting and saw everyone just wants to help each other. I was like, what? You want to help me? Why? <laughs> you know, like, know. what are you, what are you talking about? And <laughs> yeah, right. And now I'm friends with literally thousands of some of the yeah. greatest people on the planet, I believe. I love it. And speaking of connecting, I do want to briefly touch upon um, your other software that you have is Podmatch. And obviously mm-hmm. that is connecting podcast hosts with podcast guests. And I know like I've connected with people on it. It is an amazing resource and it is, you know, it does touch upon streamlining because it's streamlining your ability to have guests on your show or to be a guest on others and just make it so much easier. Yeah, it, that was that was like the the product that I just knew I wanted to launch to serve the industry. I actually to get the idea, I was speaking at Podfest, believe it or not, uh, before nice. it was like pre pandemic Podfest, yes. about two thousand people there. And I told my wife, I said, when I get off stage, I'm going to ask as many people who line up to talk to me, which you're a good or bad speaker, people are going to line up regardless because they're kind, right? So I was just like, I'm going to ask each every every one of them what they're struggling with in podcasting. And about a hundred people said exactly the same thing. I'm having yeah. trouble finding ideal guests for my show. And I went back home to the whiteboard and I just said, what's an industry that does this sort of thing right? And I yeah. looked at the, the dating, the online dating totally. industry, right? The dating app. So I was like, uh, I, with my wife's permission, I made a fake name and downloaded uh, Hinge and uh, didn't lead anybody on, but just wanted to see how the features worked. And oh, we modeled smart. it after, after Hinge. And so the whole idea was, could we maybe basically, instead of connecting people for dates, can we connect people for podcast interviews? Yeah. And we built an algorithm that's really similar. And I'll tell you what, we launched with those hundred people. And here we are years later when we're having this conversation, there's over 23,000 people using Amazing. it now. And I'm just so thankful for it. It's been a really cool opportunity to just serve people really in a meaningful way, I believe. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm on there. I get my clients on there. <laughs> cool, love it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's one of my resources that I have. So, and I always love meeting people that create these platforms and software because I'm just like, I am not worthy. Like, I don't know how you do <laughs> oh <my> it. <laughs> and I oh geek out on like the tech and all the stuff behind the scenes. And I'm just like, wow, that's amazing. And that fact that you've built two systems, I'm like, oh my God. You're Thank you. awesome. You, you just made my day. I appreciate it. <laughs> Fabulous. So where can people find you? And um, what do you recommend them, you know, to have as a first step if they are getting into podcasting? Yeah. So everything I do, like I said, is at podpros.com. I made that really simple. Yeah. Uh, before we had pod pros, Lindsay, I had like four different places where people could go and it's just not effective. So uh, take that. That's a little bonus for everybody. Make sure you just yeah. have a singular call to Been action, there. like one place to send people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so everything's at pod pros from there. Perfect. You can find our education, which I would recommend starting there if you're new. So like literally you can go to, you have three options. There's a the navigation says, listen, watch, or read, go to any of those, whichever you prefer. Nice. It's all going to be similar content. Uh, or hit attend if you actually want to go to something. Yeah. And the last thing is look at our services. We have a few different things that we're offering. If there's something we can do to help, let us know. And there's ways you can reach out. You can talk to me. Like I do my best to make myself accessible for people in this industry no, you're and they're very getting accessible. into it. 
Thank you. Thank you. I, I really, I really try to, cause I just feel that people need community, right? Like we don't need another robot to talk to. Like we need hum, human to human interaction. And I've, I've based my entire life off of serving other people. Like for me personally, like I've always followed Jesus from the Bible. And my goal is just to serve people the way that I saw him serve people. For me, oh, my industry nice. is podcasting. And I just want to make sure I'm there for those people. So yeah. I do my best to show up every day and I leave time on my calendar that's open just for anybody to chat with me. So um, yeah, podpros.com is where you can find everything about me. Perfect. And your podcast, where do they go to watch listen to that? It's on there as well. So there's a listen page or you can anywhere you can find podcasts, type in podcasting made simple and it'll it'll show up there. Perfect. And I hope to be on your show soon. <laughs> yes, I have an idea that for that. That was a we subtle gonna, hint. <laughs> we, we're going to talk right after this. I already, I actually wrote down a note. Um, I was still listening to you, but I wrote down a note. I have, I have an idea for us to collaborate on that Woo! side of things. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Thank you so much. It's absolutely been a joy to chat with you. And uh, I think we're very alike in a lot of ways. And oh, yeah. so, yeah, it's been great getting to know you. And thanks for sharing all the great tips for podcasters so that they can get past the one year and stick to it and be consistent and grow their business from it. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much, Lindsay. I really appreciate you having me on Leverage Your Podcast. This is just a, a great place for people to hang out. So thank you. Thanks. And that is a wrap for this episode of the Leverage Your Podcast Show. What is your next step? Head to leverageyourpodcastshow.com to listen to more episodes to get more insider secrets. And if you are now itching to take advantage of the power of podcasting and launch your own podcast, be sure to grab my free launch guide at launchyourpodcastguide.com. We'll see you soon.